You are listening to the Fringe Radio Network. FringeRadioNetwork.com Listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Welcome, friends, to another episode of Earth Oddity, and we thank you so much for joining us this week. Whether you are a Dutchman trying to lower his age by 20 years on Tinder to make that Tinder profile pop a little more, or a salty judge that didn't get reelected who can no longer dispense with justice, yeah, we thank you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, thank you. And also, if you're a Alabama man who fell through the roof of a Waffle <laughs> yeah. House... Yeah, quite possibly the most Alabama move ever done in the history of Alabama. And we've got some pretty, pretty big Alabama moves. Uh, I'd like to recall, you know, for everyone to maybe recall the stand in the schoolhouse door. That was a huge (laughs) Alabama move. It was. Yeah, not one we're really proud of now, but uh, it happened. But yes, uh, we're glad you're here with us. And on a different day, too. Yes. Which is kind of my fault, but... We're going to keep rolling with it. We've, uh, as a quick announcement right here on, on the get. We have talked for a while about moving our release to Tuesdays instead of Mondays just because it'll give, we t- most of the time we record on Sundays, mm-hmm. but back before football season, right. <laughs> there was the occasional Saturday we would record and right. that worked out great. But when we record on Sunday, I usually am super busy trying to edit the show and produce it. Just moving it back one day will give me uh, more time to work on it. Hopefully, it will actually result in a better podcast. So, we know we're late this Don't week. Don't get your hopes up, though. <laughs> but moving forward, <laughs> Tuesdays will be our, our day to release. Right. Yes. And so, that's going to be good for everybody. Most most importantly, it's going to give Tiny some more time. Yes. Because I really do nothing. I show up and talk. <laughs> Tiny is the whole brains behind this thing. He does everything. And I just show up and talk like a dummy for a little while and then I go home and I don't worry about it until next week and Tiny you know he puts in all the effort in this and so it'll give him a little more time maybe get his wife off of his back some too (laughs) well now I wouldn't hold my breath (laughs) she hates my podcasting (laughs) it just takes up your time you know I keep telling her look there's gonna come a day it may not be today well in fact it won't be (laughs) it won't be tomorrow either and it may not be next year and it may not be 15 years from now Right. But at some point, I'm going to be like the mega podcast guru. Well, I feel like um, if we just keep doing this, sooner or later, some new technology will come along and we'll just by default become the number one podcast because everybody else will stop doing it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And we'll be able to use that. That's like our tagline, you know, America's number one podcast. Yep. And we'll be like the people that are still releasing cassette tapes, you know, today. So, But then... Another 15 years after that, podcast will come back. You know, right. It'll be like be a hipster thing. Exactly. And then we just, we just we got to ride away. We just got to wait it out. That's right. That's right. We're in it for the long haul. The very long haul. <laughs> well, you got any good stories this week? Yeah, I got the Waffle House guy. I got another one here. I guess I can get started with it. 
Um, and since I am the resident Boy Scout expert you are. on this podcast. I would like everybody to know uh, John's an Eagle Scout. I am. I'm an he, Eagle Scout. He took scouting very seriously. I did. It's a huge ac- accomplishment. Yep. I can't say that word. Huge accomplishment. Everybody should respect John for That's his right. achievements in scouting. Well, I he mean, is the scouting guru. I don't want to, uh, you know, I don't want to big time everybody with my Eagle Scout, you know, so I don't bring it up. Please do. But, you know, I don't want to, you know, just throw a bunch of knowledge on everybody about different outdoor skills and stuff that, yes. that I know how to do. But, I mean, I can basically survive, you know, with a pocket knife and a compass for the rest of my life while everyone else is worried about. Was was Bear Grylls at Eagle Scout? I don't know. Because he's got no business being on TV if he wasn't. Right. I don't know, but he probably could have made one if he's not, you know. Mm-hmm. I know he's like in the military or something. Right. So, the Boy Scouts is basically... Um, well, it's not really like the military, but you learn a lot of the same stuff. If you're an Eagle Scout and you join a uh, service branch, you automatically enter it one rank above whatever you would be. You know, so really? If, I didn't know that. Yeah. If you join like the Marines, you're automatically a private instead of whatever, you know, an E1 or whatever right. you are. And, uh, you know, that's just, that's just, if you're an Eagle Scout, that's one of the perks you get. So, you know, uh, Chuck Norris, you, he earned his Eagle Scout three times in a row <laughs> before he left elementary school. I'm sure. So, yeah. I'm sure. But, you know, so you already know how to use a compass and a map and to shoot an azimuth and all the stuff that they, some of the stuff they teach you in basic training. So you already got it. But anyways, so I would encourage everyone if, to let your kid join Boy Scouts if you, if they so desire. You right. Because it's a good program for real. Um, but there's been a lot of controversies there around has. it lately. Uh, here recently, they made the choice to allow girls to join, um, which I'll just pull the curtain back on that um, because a lot of people were unhappy about that. Um, and that's simply because um, there's a demand for girls who want a program that is more outdoor intensive. And our enrollment numbers have dropped steadily since the 80s because people don't sign their kids up for Boy Scouts anymore. So so it just makes sense from the organizational standpoint. Hey, right. all, all these people want to join. We want those dues. Right. Our membership is falling a little. Right. Let's bring them on in. Let's bring them on in. And, and let's make summer camp infinitely yes. way more interesting right. and um, awkward. And I would just like to point out to everyone that almost everywhere worldwide, scouting is co-ed. And when you're 14, if you're a female, you can join a branch of scouting called Venturing or Explorer Post. And it's been that way since the 60s. So there's already been girls in Boy Scouts <laughs> for a long time. And it's not as controversial as everyone thinks it is. As But, you know, with the nature of social media. I was about to say, just, you would not know that yeah, flipping through Right. Knee-jerk react. And then you got people who've never been involved with scouting, writing all this stuff about how scouting is going down the tubes. You know, like they ever cared. And, <laughs> ever in their life but whatever so anyways the boy scouts are being sued by the girl scouts now um over a, over a plan name change um the boy scouts in, of america announced in may they would rename the boy scouts program to scouts bsa as they prepare to allow girls as members but the girl scouts say the change could erode their brand calling the move uniquely damaging to them um, their lawsuit seeks damages and an injunction against trademark breaches. Only GSUSA has the right to use Girl Scouts and Scouts trademarks with leadership development service 
four girls, papers filed in a Manhattan federal court said. The switch could marginalize the Girl Scouts, the complaint reads. It reportedly says the switch has already caused confusion, with some believing their organization had merged with the Boy Scouts. In response, the Boy Scouts of America issued a statement saying it was reviewing the suit and that it believed there is an opportunity for both organizations to serve girls and boys in our community. <laughs> um, so all the, those little boys want to sign up and, and be Girl Scouts. <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> well, and the Cub Scouts, um, for ages 7 to 10, opened its local uh, troops or Cub packs to allow um, all children in in 2018. And Boy Scouts, which runs 11 through, it says 17 in the article, but technically 18, you're a youth scout. Uh, well, when you turn 18, you can no longer earn your right. eagle. Uh, will follow in its footsteps next year when the program name change becomes official. Um, but the Girl Scouts protested the decision at the time um, with the group's president, Kathy Hopnica Hannon, accusing them of a covert campaign to recruit girls to tackle a well-documented declining membership. Um, the Boy Scouts have reportedly close to 2.3 million members in the U.S., down about a third since 2000, compared with around 2 million members for the Girl Scouts. So, like I say, Girl Scouts are mad because the Boy Scouts here are about to pull some of their numbers away. Right. Because... And, and I have a lot of friends who went through Girl Scouts that, um, you know, attest to it being a great program. And I have no doubt that mm-hmm. it is. But as far as brand recognition goes, backing and dollar support, the Boy Scouts far outweigh the Girl Scouts. And so they're going to be able to reach more people and pull more members from the Girl Scouts. And the Girl Scouts... For, they don't who, think they can open up their organization to boys and, and pull just as many members away. I don't think they think they can do that and i don't think they think it's such a good idea i think for all of the inclusiveness that we have in the world today and (laughs) we're all equal and we're all you know the same that the girl scouts believes there is a role and a function for their organization to uh to just have a single gender organization that 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 uh leads girls into womanhood and teaches them all the skills that you learn in Girl Scouts, whatever that may be. All I don't anybody know, that knows that doesn't it, sound very tolerant to me, John. <laughs> all anybody knows about the Girl Scouts that they do is sell cookies. I know they do more than that, but nobody knows. Now you think of Boy Scouts, you think of hiking, camping, popcorn sales because we do sell popcorn, although yes. our troop doesn't, but some troops do. Um, you think car washes, you know, repelling. Um, if you've been in Scouts, you think of petty theft and crimes that you- <laughs> I was about to say back okay this was a long time ago and I didn't I didn't earn my eagle so I don't want to misrepresent myself I'm second class okay <laughs> okay and I'm not I mean that second class boy scout That's not right. second class is in I'm a second class person even well, though I am yeah well without an eagle you are we don't like to say that That's how we we eagles talk to each other even if someone made first class That's right. he's second class yeah, right but when I was a scout you know, one of the biggest things that we did was uh, set things on fire. Exactly. So yes. I think arson. Yeah, arson's a big thing you learn in Scouts. Cigarettes. Um, yeah. I, I would say all of the bad habits I ever developed in life, I learned <laughs> and picked up it and actually cultivated in Scouts. So, uh, you know, but the simple fact remains is that Boy Scouts um, is a great program. Um People talk about our society as, you know, falling apart. 
Well, in the Boy Scouts, they teach you to be trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent. Those are all tenets that everyone, regardless of their gender, needs to know. You right. Know? And needs to learn to live by. Now, of course, we got in a lot of trouble. We did a lot of crazy <laughs> things. We did And there lot. were a lot of times we were not honest. That's yes, right. Yes, and there were. But as you come into an adult, you know, you kind of learn to value those things more than you do when you're a kid, as is most things in life, you know, that you don't realize while True. you're in it, how much it's affected you when you come out of it. You know, mm-hmm. there's only, you know, like I say, a lot of times you can only recite or I probably recited on my honor, I'll do my best 50 million times from age 10 till age probably 25 when I got unactive with Boy Scouts. And, uh, I mean, it's like a subtle brainwashing into getting you to do your best, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I, I, but I don't, I don't, I understand where the Girl Scouts are coming from. All I got to say is too bad, so sad, you know? <laughs> like, that's just the way well, it goes. they're two completely separate organizations, right? Absolutely, So, yes. why does the Girl Scouts think they have the ability to, to tell the Boy Scouts what they can can or can't change their name to. You see what I'm saying? Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I get that, that Coke couldn't change their name to Pepsi because right. Pepsi has that. But if yes. Coke wanted to be, uh, you know, what soft drink company or right. something, you know, yes, or, you know, soft drink BSA, mm-hmm. they couldn't do that, right? I don't think so. I guess that's for the lawyers to figure out. Right. I feel like that the Girl Scouts is saying they have a claim to the term Scouts, you know. Um, I don't know And the Boy they, Scouts don't. Right. I don't know if they do or they don't. I do know that in the 70s, the Boy Scouts actually made a move to change their name to Scouting USA. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was largely rejected by everybody in Boy Scouts because Boy Scouts are very slow to change by nature. Right. Um, and so I feel like... At the I time, you what, I mean, that, they had logos and everything. So at the time, we would, probably trademarked that, and we could always just go to that, you know. And you know, that would also be an excellent name for like a sporting goods store. Yeah, Scouting oh yeah. USA. Yes, absolutely. I mean, yes. I'm already wanting to sign up for the little membership card that gives me ten percent. Gets you ten percent off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We uh. So, anyways, I, I mean, like I said, I'm sorry, Girl Scouts. Too bad, so sad. I'm sorry for everyone out there who thinks that the Boy Scouts should only be boys because I don't feel that way. Mm-hmm. I know I have several friends that grew up in scouting who do feel that way. I just don't. And maybe it's because I have a daughter and I'm like, hey, maybe she'll get in it and she'll enjoy it too. And she can do all the things that I did and experience all the things that I did. And that would be great. All the things you, know? you did? Well, maybe not all of them. <laughs> you know, but I am going, Hudson and I are going hiking with the scouts this weekend. So, you know, we're going to have a good time and he's going to learn some of the stuff I did and, um, maybe pick up some bad habits too. And that's okay. You yeah. Know? It's good. And there is something to be said for guys being around guys and girls being around girls, but it's not as big a deal as everybody's making it out to be. So it's not going to be boys and girls sleeping in the same tent. It's not going to be like when we grew up, our scoutmaster was like an old, you know, retired major from the army, you know, taking Mine literally was Major White. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I know Major White. You know Major White. He was my scout leader. All right. So, uh. It's not gonna be uh it's not gonna be like that because you're gonna have to have a female leader with female scouts and you know, it's not I mean, sure, teenagers <laughs> find ways to get together. <laughs> plenty, you know, but it's not gonna be like a, a orgy at summer camp. That's just all I wanna tell everybody, all right? It's just not gonna be that way, you know. I'm sorry if you <laughs> thought that was your plan. 
But uh, they were fixing to get all these mm-hmm. new, not just girls, but all these boys were fixing right. to sign up. Membership was going to be yeah. popping until you told them that. And I, you know, I don't want to spill the beans, but uh, I'm pretty sure that our troop, when it's allowed, is going to allow for a co-ed membership because it's a unit by unit decision really so <laughs> you know if troop 45 and fifth that i grew up in doesn't want to do that then they don't have to do that right you know the boy scouts aren't forcing them to do that mm-hmm. but they're giving them that option which i think is fine you know like i said well, I, don't, boys, I don't want to ramble on about the boy scouts too <laughs> I know, long. we've been talking about them a while yeah, now but right. the boy scouts are largely anonymous organization right anonymous i mean what am i trying to say like autonomous yes yeah, yeah. like right Yes, and you know the Mormon Church is real mad. The Mormons make up our Mormon brothers and sisters. I won't say, well, our Mormon scouting brothers and sisters. They make up a large portion of the a Boy Scouts portion. enrollment, and they have been for years planning to break away and start their own like Mormon Scouts or oh, whatever. That's scary. So they uh, they've already set in motion those plans to start too, which is really going to hurt as far yeah. as uh, dues and fundraising goes mm-hmm. um, with the Boy Scouts, but. I feel like the Boy Scouts will be fine and they'll survive. And there's been offshoot RAs. If you were Baptist, RAs is pretty much a Baptist Boy Scout. So there's another with with like no merit badges. Well, you earn like little medals or something. We had like RAs for like a year at my church growing up. Okay. And you earned stuff. But I mean, it's still, they teach you knot tying and all that stuff. But so there's been plenty of offshoot organizations that have tried to rise up against the Boy Scouts over the years. Awana was in a way. It's sort of, yeah. But our church doesn't have that anymore. No, that's right. We have Bible skills, drills, and thrills. That's right, yes. But between me and you, it's not that thrilling. <laughs> Luckily, thank you, Jesus. I've gotten out of helping with that. No. <laughs> no. I don't know. I'll say, it's a little different with Boy Scouts at church. You know, uh, you can... You can holler at a kid at Boy Scouts so a little less repercussions than you can at church, you know. Right. Especially if you're a deacon, you should probably act a little <laughs> better. And sometimes I'd want to fight kids, so. Well, as much as I would love to continue talking yeah, about that's this. enough Boy Scout talk, all right? <laughs> if you got any Boy Scout questions, you can PM them to me on Facebook. Or if you or, just want to rant about it. Yeah, you just want to rant and Let tell us me hear how about wrong it. I am and how we're eroding the fabric of society by allowing boys and girls to Earth do stuff Oddity together. Earth Oddity Discussion Group yeah, on Facebook. That's right. Yeah. Let us have it. Bring it on. Bring it on. <laughs> I will argue with any of y'all. And I've kind of t- not argued in, on Facebook in a long time. But He's been saving this, it up. For this one subject, <laughs> I will argue with anyone about it. Uh, plane, Only in the Facebook group. <laughs> plane drops 500 feet in 18 seconds after an error. Okay. That's, a, that's, that's thrilling. That's quite an error. Yeah. Yes. The pilot of a flyby plane that dropped 500 feet in 18 seconds had selected the wrong autopilot setting shortly after takeoff, an inquiry has found. Okay, so can you imagine what this error was, this fatal error? I don't know. I don't know. They flipped on the autopilot and somebody had set the uh, altitude to zero. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, we're going in for a landing. Coming <laughs> yeah. in hot. Some 44 passengers and, cr- and four crew were on board the Belfast City to Glasgow on January 11th when the aircraft pitched nose down towards the ground. An Air Accidents Investigation Branch report said that warnings alerted the pilot who fixed the air at 928 feet. So, wow. I mean, that's still pretty high, but <laughs> that's 500 feet lower than they were. <laughs> no. and, a, and in a short time, you know? Yes. 
This is why I always keep my seatbelt buckled and fastened or whatever on the airplane. Even when they're like, you can move about the cabin freely. I'm like, no, nope, no, nope, keep my seatbelt on. Because maybe somebody accidentally yeah. set the autopilot wrong. Well, and I always think like if we crash, the seatbelt's not going to help me at all. You no, know? it's not. So, But it's more like a security thing for me. Yeah. Just like I feel better with it all. Anyway, the airline said that they had implemented remedial actions quickly in response the report said that the autopilot was engaged when the Bombardier Dash 8Q400 turboprop plane reached an altitude of 1350. Uh, the plate climbed the the plate the plane <laughs> climbed to 1500 feet, but then pitched and descended rapidly because the autopilot was set with a target altitude of zero foot. Wow. That is crazy. Staff reported the plane had become visual with the ground, and the report said that the aircraft had reached a maximum rate of descent of 4,300 feet per minute. The 60-year-old pilot responded almost immediately, (laughs) that's a good good thing, to cockpit alarms and disconnected the autopilot, the report found. So I guess he just just (laughs) just unplugged it. Yeah, I don't know. So they after that they flew on to Glasgow without incident, but it's it's in, you would think there would be some kind of feature that would stop somebody from yeah, doing such a right. boneheaded move. Well, you know, I would feel yeah, like the all the autopilot thing should have like a, a you know, hey, we're only going to go to this far down. <laughs> yeah. You know, like zero should not be yeah. where it bottoms out at. But what about the pilot coming on? I was like, um, okay, people. Sorry about that. We apologize. <laughs> My we're, bad. We're going to get you new drinks or whatever, you know. We're going we're gonna to send a stewardess around and uh, we're just going to take it easy there. We're so sorry about that. <laughs> Wasn't my fault. That's the first thing I'd say. <laughs> the guy who was flying this before me screwed it all up, okay? Oh, man. Yeah, that's wild. You know, I don't know what I would If do. you try to land a plane in the ocean, is it, will it let you? You think most, which I don't know how old this plane was, but I would, I would think with the technology now, I mean... Tesla makes a car that'll drive all over the country for you. Right. I mean, I guess you could probably manually land it in the ocean. They, mm-hmm. I, you know, I know that uh, it's been a few years ago that dude like landed one. Where was it in Washington or D.C.? Like in the river in D.C. or maybe it was in New York. Oh, I don't remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What was his name? Scully or something like that. He became oh, that like guy. a huge Yeah, hero. the movie. The movie. Oh, I didn't see the was, movie. Well, I haven't either. But there was oh. a movie that okay. Tom Hanks played in. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, anyways, he landed one in the water one time, so <laughs> I guess you could do it. I don't know. I'm like, I don't. I'm not afraid of flying. I'm just afraid of dying. You know, like right. in a plane crash. Okay. I just don't want that to be the way I go out. So mm-hmm. I would find a cooler way to go out if I could. Although plane crash, I guess, depending on how many people were on it, you could probably get remembered for a long time. So I'm afraid of dying slowly. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Like getting eaten by something, getting eaten by an animal is like <laughs> top eaten one by for me. Eight, like getting eaten by a bear. Yeah, that's That'd rough. Be bad. That's so rough. Especially I, if he starts at the foot and there's nothing yeah. you can do about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is bad. Or getting my head chopped off on YouTube. That oh, yeah. kind of concerns yeah. me. Yeah, that'd be tough too. Yeah, so <laughs> but I'll, if I did I would, before I died, be like, make sure you listen to Earth Odyssey. <laughs> I uh, I don't want to burn to death. That would be bad. Yeah, that would be real I used bad. to think that would be okay until I set my leg on fire. Yeah, and I true. was like, That's no, right. don't want to die that way anymore. You experimented with that a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do that, too. I don't know. There's really only like two ways people want to die anyways. That's like, you know, 
one is obvious. The other's like <laughs> yes. sleeping. So, you know, that's really like the only two people pick. Yeah. I feel like getting struck by lightning would be a cool way to go out if it like killed you immediately though. Yeah. But it, and then if you if you didn't die immediately, there's a slim chance you get superpowers. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. very true. So. Or you'd be magnetic or something. <laughs> which I guess could be a superpower. Um all right, moving along. My good friend Todd Glover, who uh most all of his close friends call him Razor, sent me this story. Um, but I had already seen it. It's been going around on Facebook and it's an Alabama man not wearing pants, falls through a Waffle House ceiling, and goes nuts. <laughs> All right, this is a great article. It's by Joe Kinsey on uh, BustedCoverage.com, which is kind of like a, a sports website. It's a pretty funny website if you uh, if you want to follow it. But uh, I'm just going to read it pretty much verbatim. It says, Excuse me if I immediately wonder what drug Wesley Glenn Boast was on Sunday morning when he fell through the ceiling of an Alabama Waffle House. I've watched the video a couple times, and the only thing I can assume caused Boast to go off the rails as he sort of fought his way out before getting scattered and smothered by the good old boys who were inside (laughs) was drugs. Um This is a snippet uh, from another article. Uh, Authorities continue to search for a Jefferson County man who police said tried to break into the office of a local restaurant Sunday morning, falling instead through the ceiling into the dining area. Detective uh, Sergeant Wes Holland said police were searching for Wesley Glenn Bose, 27, of Birmingham, and another man who was in the car with him when they fled from the failed attempt to break into a Waffle House on US-72. Holland said warrants against Boast will be issued today for first-degree criminal mischief and burglary. Um, so it says, go ahead and start guessing what drugs caused him to do this. I'm not a drug guy. I have no idea. But uh, What would you say, John? Oh, that's definitely meth. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, these parts, that's got to be your go-to. But what he did, because I read in another article, is he went into the bathroom and took his pants off and tied the door closed with the <laughs> Okay, so pants. far I'm with him. Okay, I, I get it. Yeah. So then he, nothing odd yet. Not nothing odd yet. <laughs> so then he went up in the ceiling, and his plan was to crawl to the office, I guess, where the deposits were or whatever. Right. And he was going to get those, and I guess go back through the ceiling. And I don't know if he got disoriented. Have, you've seen the video, right? Yeah. Because he's like he like falls <laughs> on a table out in the middle of the dining room. It's so bizarre. Well, he probably just didn't know where he was. Right. You know, yeah. it's like. What was it in The Great Escape when they're trying to dig the tunnel yes. under the fences? Right. And they... Great they, movie, by the way. It's a great movie. Steve McQueen. I when love they, it. When they come up, they were shy of the tree line. Yes, So right. they had, you know, because they're underground. They don't yeah, know. don't know. Well, in this one, I'm, I'm assuming maybe he because he was in the ceiling, he didn't know. Right. That's what I'm thinking, too, is he just took a right when he should have took a left or whatever. and But still, you not think. the most graceful landing. No, no not at all. <laughs> And like those Celotech ceilings that are in a Waffle House, everybody knows what a Waffle House yes. ceilings look like. You know, they're not made to hold up the weight of a no. of a man, a full grown man, <laughs> at all. You know, they're not made to hold the weight of a small dinky, man. right? Yes. So I just don't know what his plan was at all. I feel like if he was going to get up in the ceiling in the bathroom, then you'd be like, I need to stay along like where the walls are for the bathroom, right. to support my weight. But if you're or all, maybe you could even like count. It, was it one of those little sectioned? Yeah, right. Yeah. Yes, you just count them. You know, right, one, yeah. two, three, four, whatever. Right, and then I'll be back. And then, where yeah. that is. 
And I don't know, but can you imagine being in a Waffle House? And this is like daylight in a Waffle House. <laughs> so usually bad stuff goes down at night in Waffle yes. House. Uh, but this is daylight in a Waffle House, and you're eating. And all of a sudden, the ceiling starts, like, sagging and everything. You know? yes. Like, what would you do? And then this dude in his underwear drops out and tries to run out the front door. And people are trying to stop him. I mean, that's so bizarre. And if you hadn't seen the video, please go watch it because it's so funny. Well, there is some language in it, so I wouldn't watch it around your kid because the lady filming it is... She's a little, uh, yeah. she's amazed by it. I'll just say that much. <laughs> but it's a good video. Definitely good video. Um, and yeah, a poor guy. I mean, he got arrested and he definitely should. Right. But, um, you know, the best laid plans, I guess, <laughs> go awry. And he didn't think it through too well. What do you think he'll tell his uh, cellmates yeah, in prison? Because he's not going to tell the truth. Oh, no, true. That's right. <laughs> I don't know. That's tough. You may, he, I mean, depending on, you know, if, if they throw him in like a drunk tank or something, and people probably seen the video, he'd be like, I'm the dude from that Waffle House video. And people are like, oh my goodness, you know, that may be okay to roll yeah. with. But if you get stuck in general population, you better come up with a good story, you know. Like, you better just be, hey, I. I I robbed a Waffle House. Right. Just yes. leave it at that. Right. I robbed a Waffle I shot a man for snoring, you know. <laughs> shot a man in his sleep for snoring. And he had it coming. Right, yeah, he had it coming. Just well, a reminder, kids, don't rob a Waffle House. <laughs> and if you do, don't rob it naked, Yeah, maybe? Yeah, definitely not naked, for sure. <laughs> judge just released all the juvenile defendants who promised him they wouldn't kill anybody. Oh, okay. So, right. he did his due diligence yeah, here. Right. Yeah, they promised. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've made a lot of promises in my life, so yeah, I feel like... I hate, I hate to do that. What was that Simpsons episode where they all wanted to go watch this game and uh, the police chief was like, all right, if I if I let everybody out to go watch the game, do you promise you'll come back? And they're like, no. And he's like, all right, I'll sweeten the deal. If I let you out to go watch the game, will you promise you won't do crime anymore? <laughs> I hadn't seen that one, but that sounds exactly like this dude. Anyway, get this. Spurned by voters, a Texas juvenile court justice known for incarcerating lots of teen offenders opted to release virtually all the defendants who appeared in his court Wow! uh, today. And this was on November 7th, just so y'all know. Harris County juvenile judge Glenn Devlin asked each defendant whether they planned to kill anyone and then ordered their release when they responded in the negative. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> he was releasing everybody, public defender Stephen Halpert told the Houston Chronicle. Apparently, he was saying that that is what the voters wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Devlin, a Republican, lost his reelection Tuesday after Democrats captured the benches in 59 local courts. 
He had earned a reputation as a judge who favors incarceration. Uh, the number of kids sent to juvenile detention doubled in recent years, despite falling elsewhere in Texas, according to the Chronicle. Oh, so that's probably what his opponent ran on. <laughs> yeah. This guy's locking He's up salty. kids yeah. left and right and ruining their life and all that. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. State law mandates hearings every 10 days for minors with pending court cases. Many are detained in the meantime. The district attorney was concerned about the haphazard releases. We oppose the wholesale release of violent offenders at any age, Harris County District Attorney Kim Ogg said in a statement. This could endanger the public, which I assume if he was there, he'd be like, well, it's what you wanted. Yeah, right. Yeah. This is exactly what you guys are saying. It's what you get. That's right. Make up your mind. (laughs) Indeed, it does sound reckless to release teens accused of violent crimes. Their promises to refrain from murder notwithstanding. Wow. (laughs) You don't believe they're telling the truth? I just, I mean... You know, I get you're upset you lost the election <laughs> yeah. and your opponent probably ran on the fact that you're locking teenagers up and not giving them second chances and all that. But this is not the way to go about it, you know, and I'm sure like the Texas like Republican committee or whatever, you know, who's over there probably called him up and was like, hey, man. You are hurting our brand right now. You know, like, what are you doing? Like, Cruz just eked out a win, and now you're doing this. Like, you're not helping our case out anybody. So. But I tell you what, what a great day yeah. to be in court if oh, you're yes. was you know, What if your court day the days after and you hear oh, all that happens? You're so mad. <laughs> or what, yeah, what if you come in the day after yeah. and the new judge is in there and you're just like, man, I like your predecessor better. <laughs> That's right. Well, that guy's a lot cooler than you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, I'm. I mean, I'm not for locking up teenagers unless they absolutely need it. But uh, this is not the way. They said some of them were violent. Yeah, I know. So, I know. man. I mean, of course, I don't know what constitutes like a violent criminal in like a juvenile sense. You know, like is it just two dudes that got in a fist fight? You know, and one of them beat the other one up or whatever. And yeah, I his guess, mom and dad yeah. pressed charges. Now you're a violent criminal because you were fist fighting. You know, I don't know that that's, that's along the lines, like armed robbery and stuff like right. that. I'm sure there's probably some all that in there. So, yeah. especially in a big city like that, we get all that in Tuscaloosa. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But definitely not what you want to do. You know, but I, kudos to that too. <laughs> you know, he's just like two finger, middle fingers in the air. I'm out of this job. You know, forget everybody. Yeah. <laughs> what y'all going to do about it? I ain't running for re-election now. I've already lost it. I guess none of the kids were, were dumb enough to try it, but I just wish one of them would have been like, when he asked, do you plan to kill anybody? He'd be like, uh, well. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> just depends. <laughs> I can't promise you I won't. <laughs> yeah. That's tough. And he's like, oh, well, okay, everybody's free. <laughs> Man, you know, you're just like, and I'm sure like the lawyers that were there were like, what is going on, dude? You know? What if you had like a stack of uh, Monopoly get out of jail free cards? <laughs> he's autographing them and handing them out. <laughs> That'd be perfect. That'd be perfect. Oh, man. Well, let's go on to another uh, criminal story here. This one comes from Michigan, um, from MLive.com. And uh, its headline is, A murderer gets Xbox in prison after leading police to women's remains. So this comes out of, uh, I don't know if I'm saying this right, and 
I got a lot of family members who live in Michigan for a while, so maybe they'll correct me in the Facebook group. But this is, uh, I believe it's Waukeshma, Waukeshma Township, Michigan. For the past eight years, Doug Stewart was likely the only person who knew the location of his estranged wife's remains. This changed on October 22nd when Stewart, who is in prison for the murder of Venus Stewart, led police to the grave where he buried her body, according to Michigan State Police officials. Police found remains they believe are those of Venus Stewart buried in a five-foot deep hole at a location Doug Stewart described in Waukeshma Township in Mm. the southern part of Kalamazoo County. Um, The Michigan Department of Corrections agreed to honor some requests for the convicted murderer, including providing Xbox gaming systems for use by him and other inmates at the Saginaw Correctional Facility. Golly. Yeah. Venus and Doug both grew up in the area and lived in Schoolcraft after they were married in 2002. They moved to Newport News, Virginia in 2009, and Venus returned to Michigan in February 2010. And then she was reported missing in April of that year. Um, In June 2010, Doug was arrested and charged with first-degree premeditated murder and conspiracy to commit first-degree premeditated murder in connection with Venus Stewart's disappearance and alleged killing. Doug Stewart was convicted in 2011 um, with the murder of his estranged wife, and he's serving life in prison now. Um, So uh, it says here that police detective uh, Chuck Christensen Christensen, Christensen? Christensen has visited Stewart at least once a year since he was imprisoned and more frequently recently traveling to state prisons in Carson City, Iona, and Saginaw. And Stewart's mood changed over the years, Peterson said. On October 12th, after years of claiming innocence in the murder, Stewart admitted to police that he killed his estranged wife. Um, several factors contributed to the murder's willingness to lead officers to the burial site, police said. Um, and they wanted to know, the kids wanted to know where their mother was at, which is one of the big factors right. that the police were trying to do it. So they agreed that adding three Xbox consoles. Wait, to, wait, wait, wait. I thought he got one Xbox. No, three. Three, three Xboxes. Yes. Well, look, if you got leverage in a negotiation and don't use it, that's your fault. I have to commend Mr. Stewart here. <laughs> So he's like a hero now on the on the sale block, you know. Yeah. Um, they gave three consoles to vet to the veterans unit at the Saginaw Correctional Facility, where inmates with permission to use them will be allowed to play thirty minutes at a time. Um, he said inmates were allowed to play sports games on the gaming consoles, which were donated, and the Xbox consoles will not be connected to the internet, so you can't go live and play right. Madden against somebody. <laughs> yeah. And they're playing sports games, which sports games are great, but they're not letting these guys play Mortal Kombat. Yeah, right. No, no. <laughs> um, Peterson said he spoke uh, with Stewart numerous times on the phone as well as in prison, and Stewart talked mostly about hypothetical situations and eventually was ready to tell him where he hid the body. I was skeptical right up until yesterday, he said, um, noting that, uh, every time he talks about family members of Stewart, it drags them back to the day she disappeared. And it was nice to be able to say, hey, it actually worked and we found her. So, you know, 
I think the sweetest thing that the state police of Michigan could do now is transfer this dude to another prison. <laughs> yes, please you know, do it. That's the that would be the ultimate move of justice. Because I get that they want to find her remains Absolutely. and they want to give the victim's family, yeah, you know, all the closure that they can possibly. They're never going to be right again, yeah. ever, right? But they want to do everything they can to to sure. make it as. You know, bring as much closure as, closure as they can. Right. But I still just, I don't like the idea of giving a murderer an no. Xbox. Well, you know, we had a situation here in Tuscaloosa. It's probably, it was maybe a year ago at DCH, excuse me, which is the hospital here in town. Mm-hmm. Um, there was like a hostage standoff, you know? Right. And the police chief of Tuscaloosa, Alabama, Captain Anderson's a great dude. I know him and he came in roly-poly all the time. He's a good guy agreed to give the guy that was holding someone hostage out in the parking lot. Um, he All he said he wanted to do was like smoke a joint and calm down. And so <laughs> the police provided him with a joint to smoke so he could calm down and it diffused the situation. And they arrested the dude, you know? Yeah. And mellowed him out or whatever. And it was kind of controversial. We did the rescue. Yeah. People, people <laughs> you know, were getting mad at the police chief for doing that. But I can get it in that situation. Now, if the dude's in jail... Why wouldn't you want armed gunmen to smoke yeah, a joint? <laughs> right. But here's my thing. Like, if uh, if the guy's in jail and he's, like, on in prison for life and he says, I'm needing three Xboxes, I'll tell you where I buried them, I would be like, yes, sir. All right, we'll do it. And then I'd bring some Xboxes there. And, and I would play them. <laughs> well, and and then, he could sit there and watch me. <laughs> once we once we found the body, I would come right back the next day and take all the Xboxes and be like, thanks, man. Take it easy. <laughs> what are you going to do? You yeah. know, you're in jail. There's Absolutely. nothing you can do to me now. You know. So we appreciate your help and have a great day. You know. But uh, Or you could be like, yeah, I'll get you an Xbox box. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, right, like an empty one. <laughs> Just the empty box, an Xbox box. <laughs> but also I was thinking, you know, like uh, my kids can't play a game together without getting in a fight. What yeah. are like two like, you know, convicted murderers are like getting mad at each other? That feels like that would cause some problems, you know, if somebody's running up the score on them in NBA 2K19 <laughs> or whatever and, and like trash Always talking. goes for it on fourth and yes. always goes for two. Right, yes. And yeah. wins by 108 points yeah. at the end of the game. And then he gets shanked, you know, like <laughs> later on in yeah. the dining hall or whatever. Well, that could happen because yeah. our next story here is something like that very similar did take place. Okay. Xbox Rage sends game player 30 on shooting spree. Neighbor's home struck, report says. Oh, wow. A Tennessee man was arrested Wednesday after he flew into a rage over an Xbox video game and fired a dozen rounds from two different handguns into his bedroom ceiling and his walls. Goodness. That's he, crazy. I hope he was playing Red Dead Redemption and he was like <laughs> cowboying it up. <laughs> uh, Casey L. Jones. Uh, Casey Jones. Casey Jones. <laughs> it was Casey Jones. <laughs> Driving that train. Yeah. All right. He had been playing on his Microsoft Xbox when he suddenly reached a breaking point, screaming at the game and smashing the console with his fist. Ooh. The Knoxville News Sentinel reported. Uh, you would think that'd be enough. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. But maybe at that point he's mad because he don't have an Xbox right, yeah. anymore. He, he just realized what he did. He just smashed yes. it. Says, uh, Jones went up to his bedroom nightstand, picked up a Springfield XDS handgun, and fired several rounds into the ceiling, the paper reported. Okay. Uh, Jones proceeded to grab a second handgun, 
Because for those who don't know, the Springfield XDS is a small, itty-bitty, right. single-stack carry gun. He grabbed a, a Springfield XDM, okay. which, if memory serves, I think that's got a 19-round magazine in it. Okay. He fired another volley through the walls. One of those rounds went through a window striking a neighbor's house. Wow. Uh, court records say that Jones made threats of self-harm, <laughs> which he says he has a history of making. Okay. This guy doesn't need an Xbox. Yeah. You know? No, no he, does, he doesn't need a firearm. <laughs> no, he okay. definitely don't need a firearm. Start right there. <laughs> then work our way down to the Xbox. <laughs> well, you're trying to strip that man of his rights. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like he's, he's proven that he doesn't deserve it. Yeah. Agreed. An unidentified woman in the home at the time said that there was no argument beforehand and he never turned the gun on her. Okay. Because he was just mad at his, mad. <laughs> mad at his game. Look, I'm going to tell you what, them 12-year-olds cuss you out enough, you will get mad. <laughs> it's happened to me. It's happened to me. I always mute everybody. <laughs> well, I've kind of quit playing now. Yeah. So, yeah. But, uh, well, I played Hudson in Madden the other night and I was beating him. And mm -hmm. uh, he cut it off halfway through, and it really made me upset because I was like, <laughs> you better take your butt whipping like a man. You know, you yes. got to sit here and deal with it, but whatever. A total of 16 shell casings were found in the bedroom, wow. if I already said. So he shot 16 rounds after yeah. he lost his game. I wish they said what he was playing. I know. That's, what, know? that's what I really want to know. I really want to yeah. know. But uh, I bet you that girl that was over there is like, hey, uh, we didn't have a talk. I don't think it's going to work out between <laughs> us. You know, like, uh, well, apparently he's going to jail, so she's got yeah. plenty of time to get True. her stuff out. Yeah, she can just go ahead and make a new life for herself. <laughs> yes. That's rough. Uh, says he has no previous cr uh, criminal record. Mm -hmm. uh, he was charged with four counts of reckless endangerment and a deadly weapon and released on $8,000 bond. Okay. Uh, Seems like a little low for it that. It does. It sounds yeah. like a little low. It's weird how they set bonds. You know, like something like that will be like $8,000 and then they'll... But then know, some dude that didn't pay his child support right? <laughs> have like this yeah, or, astronomical yeah. amount. Or they'll like catch a kid with like an ounce of weed and he's got like a million dollar bond <laughs> or something. And you're yes. like, oh, that doesn't seem right, you know? <laughs> like I get it's against the law, but it just doesn't seem like we're doing equal stuff here. Yeah. It says here, get this, in September, a 45-year-old man from Long Island was arrested for allegedly threatening to shoot an 11-year-old kid at his school after losing to him in Fortnite. Okay. <laughs> I, I kind of understand that, you know? But he didn't do it. No, right. He just threatened him. Still shouldn't do it. Well, you know that little kid was like, Mommy! You know, like as soon as he said it, you know? <laughs> uh, if I could go back, if I could be that kid and know what I know now as an adult, yeah. I would just be like, you know what? I'm going to beat you again tonight. That's right. That's <laughs> you too. better stay off the servers. <laughs> I mean, like the way you shot in this game, I don't believe you'd even hit me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope you have a computer assisted aiming on because yeah. you, you're bad. <laughs> I had a roommate one time that uh, we played like GoldenEye all the time. Yeah, yeah. You know, I first moved into college and we played Mortal Kombat and he would get so furious because he wasn't <laughs> great at it, you know? Yes. And, uh, and would like, you know, throw the controllers around and all that. But he never threatened to shoot anyone or kill anyone. Now, he called us a, a lot of names, very creative names, but he would... uh. <laughs> He was just, uh, he just had a temper for, you know, he didn't have the, the right temperament for gaming. Okay, I have to tell this story. <laughs> and uh, I just want, Brad, I know you're out there listening. 
I have to tell it, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> My dad was never much of a gamer. I mean, obviously, it's not his generation, but right. he occasionally would sit down with us and play a baseball game. Yeah. And I think we had Ken Griffey Jr. baseball, mm-hmm. and uh, we we were playing it one night, and my, my dad, he was playing Brad, and he would pitch the ball, and he found out that Brad, for whatever reason, I don't know why, it was just some kind of mental thing he had, he would swing no matter what kind of pitch it was. Uh-huh. So all you had to do was, you know, hold the little direction button and curve it like as Way far out, out as you can to where the, you know, the <laughs> batter can't reach it no matter what. Right. And it doesn't matter that you can see it coming all the way from the mound. Yeah. He would still swing and, and it would be three up, three down every time. <laughs> and my brother would get so mad and he would start screaming at him and my dad would calm him down. And then the very next pitch, he'd do it do again. The same thing again. <laughs> and, he was, and my brother, he would he would be up like in the screen saying, "I want you to throw it from here to here." <laughs> you know, <laughs> like you have to throw it right. Right. And at one point, he threw the controller down and he stomped up the stairs so mad. And and it took my dad twenty minutes to calm him down and you know tell him that you know he would he. he he loved him like a dad, like a dad, and yeah. he, didn't, he didn't want to have a, an awful relationship with him, and he wanted to make things right. And he he coaxed him to come back down the stairs, and he smoothed everything over. <laughs> and they pick up the controller. This is twenty minutes that yeah. he's been trying to calm him down. First pitch, <laughs> he did it again. <laughs> That's perfect. Like as a dad, you know, that's perfect. You know, you got to do that. It's like when I was playing Hudson. You know, like I, I couldn't let him win. It know? makes you tougher mentally. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> you struggle through adversity easier. But I was just like, look, man, you're running the same defense every time. I know, you know, like I, I've seen it, so I know what play to run against it. And I'm sorry that I'm better than you. You know, like, <laughs> like you need to mix up your coverage, you know, package or whatever. And he just, he just cut it off. You know, yeah. He said he cut it off because I was making fun of Tom Brady because he was playing. <laughs> he was standing up for Tom Brady. <laughs> yes. How was, dare you, sir? He was playing, uh, which, by the way, Tom Brady can suck it, all right, <laughs> for for the 1999 Orange Bowl or the two, you know, whatever year is 99, we played Michigan in the Orange Bowl. At this point, I flipped yeah. the tables yeah. to say podcast is over. <laughs> But uh, but I was playing with the Browns, you know. Like I picked the worst team. Right. This is Madden 2018, so it's last year. Didn't, didn't even win a single Rachel. game last year, right? Yes, I was playing with them. I was just stomping, you know. And I was like, "Sorry, buddy," you know. And he got mad and cut it off. It really upset me. I'm gonna go challenge him again. Not tonight. It's getting close to bedtime. You need to post that story on like a Browns, you know, yeah. forum because right. they'll probably all. Get excited that at least they're winning Madden, what, 2017 yes, or whatever. Right. Well, they won uh, They won Sunday, by the way, beat the Falcons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the Browns. They, hey, they got those free beers earlier right. in the year. Yeah. yeah, The Browns are coming along. Freddie Kitchens, former Alabama quarterback, is their offensive coordinator now. Oh, really? That's How right. about that? Yeah, Freddie Kitchens is a guy who uh, threw the shovel pass that Ed Sism fumbled in the Iron Bowl that yeah. gave Auburn the chance to win. But that's neither here nor there. That's, that wasn't his call. It was Bruce Arians, former Cardinals coach, who everybody thinks is an offensive genius's call. But I don't hold grudges <laughs> or, any, or anything, you know. And really, it wasn't Tom Brady's fault. We lost that uh, that Orange Bowl. It was Ryan Flugner, our kicker's fault. But whatever, I don't want to call <laughs> Flugner out. But I've never forgiven Tom Brady either. So Gotcha. And I hate Peyton Manning. Just want to get that out in the open, too. Don't like Peyton Manning at all. 
I'm not the biggest Peyton Manning First fan. All, I want everyone to agree that Peyton Manning is not funny. Like, he is not funny at all. And anytime you say, hey, Peyton Manning's not funny, people are like, but he did that skit on Saturday Night Live where he was throwing footballs and hitting those kids. And I'm like, that was 20 years ago. You know, like, yeah. he hasn't done anything funny now. Peyton Manning's not funny. All right. I just And he also, like, did some very weird stuff, like, that would definitely not be condoned in today's culture with an athletic trainer when he was at Tennessee and everybody forgets about that, that he's like, you know, <laughs> doing all kind of weird stuff. And so anyways, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to everyone listening. I shouldn't have went on that tangent. Tiny, you can edit it all out. <laughs> just Peyton Manning gets under my skin. I just like to say that he beat Alabama four years in a row. Does anybody so. think those Peyton Manning and Brad Paisley commercials are, are funny? Absolutely not. Cause they're not, they're funny. not, <laughs> they are not funny. Peyton Manning is not funny. Y'all. I just, I want everyone to know that. And this is a funny podcast or it's supposed to be, Yeah, but right. we brought up Peyton Manning and nobody's laughing. Nobody's laughing. That's right. Peyton. Yeah. Anyways, I'm on to you, Peyton. All right. <laughs> I'm on to you. What's next? Okay. So let's move on. We're, we've talked about this guy a few, it's probably been about a month ago. Um, Denver Riggleman. <coughs> hold on one oh, you're good. <coughs> so sorry. Okay. So we talked about this guy uh, a few months ago, maybe a month ago, and his name's Denver Riggleman. Riggleman, I'm sorry. And, uh, the headline says, Accused Bigfoot Erotica Devotee <laughs> was elected to the House in Virginia, and he defeat, he defeats Olivia Wilde's mom. I don't know who Olivia Wilde is, but it's his mom. It's her mom. <laughs> so anyways, Republican Dem- Denver Riggleman is an accused devotee of Bigfoot Erotica and now a member-elect of the U.S. House of Representatives for, for Virginia. Um. <laughs> this my opponent Denver Riggleman running mate of Corey Stewart was caught on camera campaigning with a white supremacist his uh his uh running or his, yeah. his opponent accused him of her name is uh Leslie Cockburn if everybody <laughs> doesn't remember I feel like the 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 white supremacist thing that should probably take center stage if you're yeah, running against right. the guy yes not his uh his bigfoot erotica no. yes uh Anyways, uh, it says now he's been exposed as a devotee of Bigfoot erotica. That's not what we need on Capitol Hill. That was a tweet she put out. Um, well, apparently the voters feel differently. That's they right. feel that's exactly what we need on Capitol Hill. <laughs> well, Riggleman said it has nothing to do with Bigfoot erotica. He said the military veteran and craft distillery owner said his opponents misinterpreted his book the mating habits of Bigfoot, <laughs> which he called a long-running prank with friends and a parody of an anthropological study. And it says the gags included a censored sketch of Sasquatch uh, with the label over his privates, um, as well as a similar sketch with a photo of Riggleman superimposed on the creature's head. Um, Cockburn called the Instagram post very disturbing and revealing, I leave it to the people to make their judgments about this guy. She told USA Today in July. Um, oh, Cockburn is the award is is an award winning journalist and the mother of actress Olivia Wilde. So, oh, okay. But anyways, the post did not go unnoticed. <clears throat> Adult website Pornhub, which apparently <laughs> I've never heard of that, uh, <laughs> says searches for Bigfoot shot up 
8,000% in the days immediately following Cockburn's tweets. Um, <laughs> Giving all those stepbrothers and sisters a reprieve. <laughs> yes. Um, Pornhub said in a statement, we're pretty open-minded here at Pornhub, but none of us were expecting that Bigfoot <laughs> pornography would be at the center of a contentious race for the U.S. House of Representatives seat in Virginia. Um, the two candidates were, by, were vying for Tom Garrett's seat because uh, he decided not to run for re-election. Um, USA Today has also reached out to both Riggleman and Cockburn for comment on the results of the race, but neither have returned uh, <laughs> their calls. So I would just say, if you're Leslie Cockburn, having to not only live with that name, <laughs> but now allow <laughs> live with the fact that you lost to a dude that may or may not be into Bigfoot erotica. Yes. That's got to be soul crushing, you know, <laughs> soul crushing. Yes. So anyways, um, I think it was just a joke. I think we said that, you know, yeah. it's just his buddies, you know, giving him a hard time and she mm-hmm. just sees the opportunity to make him look weird. And I'm sure he's probably weird. He anyways. probably, I mean, he's a politician. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know one that's not. Yeah, exactly. True. <laughs> but, uh, so, In fact, I don't know one at all. <laughs> yeah, I know one. I know a few, actually. I, yeah. But um, through scouts, by the way. <laughs> uh, so, but uh, but most of them are, I, I wouldn't say they're into Bigfoot porn. I'll just say that much. Right. Yeah. But anyways, so that's that. And, you know, if you want to search that, there's apparently sites you can look at on. <laughs> I, you know, no comment on that part. All right, well, our next story here. Dutchman, who is 69, brings a lawsuit to lower his age 20 years. Okay, all right. So I've saved the best for last. This right here. A Dutch positivity trainer has launched a legal battle to change his age and boost his dating prospects. Emil Rattlebrand, 69, wants to shift his birthday from March 11th, 1949 to March 11th, 1969, wink, wink, <laughs> <laughs> comparing the change to identifying as becoming transgender. Uh, we live in a time when you can change your name and you can change your gender. Why can't I decide my own age? He said. <laughs> okay. Well, I, you know, you get no argument from me. <laughs> a local court in the hold on. A local court in the eastern city of Arnhem is expected to rule on the case within four weeks. However, officials were skeptical about the case believing that there were no legal mechanisms allowing a person to change their birth date, local reports said. Hmm. I.e., they've never had someone come in and try to do this before. Yep. Uh, One of the judges wanted to know what you would become. Wait. One of the judges wanted to know what would become of the 20 years that Mr. Rattleband wanted to erase. (laughs) Who were your parents looking after then? Who was that little boy he was quoted as saying? (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Rattleband argues that he feels discriminated against oh, of course. because of his age and that it was affecting his employment chances and his success rate on the dating app Tinder. Okay. When I'm 69, I am limited. If I'm 49, then I can buy a new house, drive a different car, and I can take up more work, he said. <laughs> when I'm on Tinder and it says I'm 69, I don't get an answer. But when I'm 49, with the face that I have, I will be in a luxurious position, he says. (laughs) (laughs) 
Mr. Rattleband further argued that according to his doctors, he has the body of a 45-year-old, and he has described himself as a, quote, young god. Okay. So. <laughs> That's a little conceited. <laughs> he went on Facebook last year to describe how he had made the decision one day standing in front of a mirror, not because he feared getting old, but because he wanted to make the most of his life for as long as possible. He also said that he would renounce his pension if he switched his birth date. Oh. So he's going to put his pension off another 20 years, I guess. Huh. That's, uh, that's bold. That is bold. It says that uh, Mr. Rattlebrand, a Mr. Rattleband, a media personality and motivational guru, converted to Buddhism earlier this year and is a trainer in neurolinguistic programming. Do you know what that is? I have no idea. I don't. I have, that's way over my pay grade. And it says that he voiced the character Vladimir Trunkoff in the Dutch language version of Cars 2. Oh, so. well, all right. Uh, that's that's impressive. Yeah, so what do you think about this guy? I mean, he does. I, his picture is, is right here, and he doesn't look 69. Yeah. But, uh... Well, my thing is, why can't he just change his age on the app anyways? I don't know, that's a good question. You know, like, you know, I mean, that doesn't seem like that hard to do, just... Tinder came along back. long after yeah. I was married. So right. all you Tinder people out there, how does that yeah. work? I want to go on record saying I know nothing about <laughs> Tinder. All right. Do they verify your age when you set up a profile? Yeah, well, yeah, you don't have to send them a shot of your ID or anything, though. You know, I mean, you got to put a credit card, but a credit card's not going to tell you how old you are. It's yeah. just it just means you're over eighteen, right? Well, I guess. Yeah, I so, don't even know. I didn't even know you had to put a credit card in. Well, you got to pay. They got they got to get their money somehow. I figured they would get it off of ads or something. Oh, I don't know. I don't either. I, <laughs> Again, I don't know. Tinder You're people not let me us in know. on this. All right. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know anything about. It. Yeah, people on Tinder, all, all our single listeners out yeah, there, yeah. let us know how it works. You know, because we don't understand. We're old, man. Yeah, so because old. maybe he's worried about women like going and doing a background check on him and, and finding out wait a minute you're right. not 49 you're 69 well, i feel like what you do is you you go out on a couple of dates and you're like look i hadn't been completely honest with you, <laughs> you know? like after she's already liking you and you're feeling a little vibe with her and everything yeah, yeah. And you're like i'm a little older than than you know the 45 you thought i was but you didn't even know it yeah right but you didn't even know <laughs> yeah like don't worry about being 69 yeah like we'll uh we'll let you uh you know, you'll get a life insurance policy one day, you know, and <laughs> yeah. you'll still be young enough to move on and do something else. So. <laughs> Let that be your selling point. I yeah. have a huge life, exactly. ins- life insurance policy. That's right. Okay, we want to thank our sponsor, World Famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com. You can order the spice there and their Cajun Curl cutter for potatoes. Um, You can get it all on CajunCurl.com. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and since it's Thanksgiving, let's talk about turkey because that's what you're going to want to rub your rub on your turkey 
and give it that extra flavor. You know, everybody knows. All right, look, everybody's talking behind your back right now about how your turkey's kind of bland. You know, all your family's dreading coming over and eating it. Let's kick it up a notch and put some Cajun curl on it. Um, let's talk about their spiral potato cutter. It's amazing. It's easy to use. It's easy to clean, and it'll allow you to make your own chips using the Cajun curl spice. Like we said last week, I mean, a centerpiece on your table with a cornucopia and homemade Cajun curl spice potato chips coming out of that is going to be, really, it's going to set your whole Thanksgiving off. It's going to be great. You know how your uncle gets drunk and yells at everybody? <laughs> he's not going to do that this year because he's going to be eating potato chips. It'll balance out the beer he's drinking. Everything is going to be great. So um, go on their website, CajunCurl.com, and you can order their spice there. Um, and you can also get the chip cutter, but you'll find recipes that you'll want to try out this Thanksgiving. Um, you can locate your nearest retailer there or order your own. If you're the local, thankful Elm Bayou. That's right. Oh, wait, was I a little, <laughs> was was I late, late on, on that? that? My bad. That's okay. <laughs> uh, if your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start to- stocking it. Here locally, it's at Vowels on Skyline, South Finest Meats, and Piggly Wiggly in uh, Northport. Uh, all of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic, and while your drunk uncle's talking about how he <laughs> gave all he had in Vietnam, you can tell him that it's, this turkey's got a USA-made product on it that's going to make it taste great. Um, it's all natural, it's low salt, and it has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. If you go on CajunCurl.com and use the promo code EOP10, that's one zero, um, you'll get a 10% discount. And you better order now because Thanksgiving's coming up pretty quick. Yes, we ask all of our audience to eat uh, Cajun Curl, but we no longer ask you to pay full price. That's right. Use coupon code EOP10 to save 10%. Right. And if you support the show, let's support our sponsors and let's go get one. I mean, if you don't want it, it makes a great stocking stuffer. Christmas is coming up. You got Dirty Santa coming along, you know, all that good stuff. So (laughs) go on and start ordering it. Use EOP10, get 10% off, and and make your holidays uh, a little spicier. Absolutely. Yeah. Put a little spice in your holidays. We got any uh, reviews this week? Well, we got a couple on the Facebook page here. Um, I can read them if you want me to. Oh, where's that other one? Let's see. I got both of them right here. Awesome. Go ahead. So the first one is from Jason Thigpen. Ah. Well, we all love Jason. Known yes, we Jason do. our whole life. Great guy. Fellow scout. Fellow Eagle Scout. Happy Veterans Day. Happy Veterans Day. A day, day late. A day late. <laughs> um, it's uh, five stars. Uh, John doesn't post on Instagram enough, and Tiny never tweets. Need to step it up, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, that's true. So, yes. Um, our next review comes from Wilts Coutrere, uh, one of our biggest supporters. And I just want to tell everyone, happy Veterans Day to Wilts, too, right? He was yeah. in the Navy, right? Yeah, so happy Veterans Day late to you, Wilts. Um, I want to tell everybody to buckle up. And I want to tell everybody to never forget. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, buckle up before you get into this review. All right? (laughs) Oh, my bad. All right. It began with a noticeable change in the viscosity of my saliva. Within minutes of consumption, my mouth had filled with a thick, foamy slime. (laughs) 
Though I was in a cool climate-controlled room, a salty sweat broke out, and I felt my heartbeat quicken as my body threw itself into fight or flight. The animal noises broadcasting from my pelvis were an ominous warning of the violent acts that were to follow. I shouldered my way to, into the bathroom, crawl, clawing at my belt, moaning with pain. <laughs> The smell came first. It started sweet, almost tangy. That was quickly overpowered by a cloying chemical perfume. I t- Man, he paints a picture. You oh, know yeah. oh, yeah. And we're getting into the meat of it now. The first volley of feces hit the water like soda cans and nickels. The resulting splash drenched my bottom in a foul, brackish water, but this was quickly becoming the least of my worries. After another moment, the noises in my core hit a fever pitch, and I was struck with rigid pain. The sweat was now running into my eyes, but the room had turned ice cold, and my hands began to spasm. I felt an insidious burning flooding my escape hatch. I gasped. Hot yellow poison began spraying from my rear, changing in pitch and echo as the stream of diarrhea whipped around the toilet bowl, creating a nightmarish Doppler effect that only can be appreciated in hindsight. My legs fell asleep sitting on the toilet. I couldn't have stood up if I wanted to. Wiping was a no-go. Toilet paper simply became a vile paper mache. My hands were quickly soiled. A full-blown shower was needed, and all my towels had to be burned. The end. <laughs> yeah. That is by far my favorite review <laughs> we've ever had in the history of this podcast. He's not saying our podcast did that to him, is he? I don't I don't know. We got, uh, he really didn't even give us stars, I don't think. <laughs> he, he recommends Oh, us. it's recommended. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right, yeah. He recommends <laughs> us, and that's how he chose to recommend us. And for that, I thank him. Because that was a wild ride. Wow. Yeah. We've all been there. You know, I kind of don't want to talk anymore after that. <laughs> I, mean, I feel like that's like the perfect <laughs> cap to the end of the show, you know, like to the show. It's just a great little oh mercy, um, vignette from Wilts. Yeah. Yeah. So, R.I.P. Stan Lee. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> You have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether it's iTunes or Google Podcast or Spotify or TuneIn or CastBox, Overcast, Acast, all those others. Thank you. Yes, thank you very much. If you want to write into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. Well, you can follow us on Instagram, even though we don't ever post there. <laughs> Rarely. We, we're, we're okay. We're somewhat frequent. Yeah. It is uh, underscore Earth Oddity. Yes. Exact same Twitter handle. That's right. Although we never tweet. We're, we never tweet, but we're going to try to get better at that. <laughs> and if you want to give us a call, what's that phone number? It is 662-493-2059. What's that phone number again? 662-493-2059. Oh, yeah. Call now. Yeah, call now. Let us know what you're thinking. We hope everyone out there has a great week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening.